Well, Razorback fans, there's been some pretty big news for the transfer portal for Arkansas. Guys who are leaving and guys who are staying put. So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 winning money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. And I just wanted to make it clear for those of you who are wondering why I haven't had any podcasts put out here recently. Well, uh, there's a reason why. Apparently, the roofing on my condo here in Little Rock needed to be replaced. And it's been very noisy around here and very crazy. And also, internet got knocked out. So that's fun. So that's why I apologize, but trying to do the best I can. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll do a podcast again tomorrow. Uh, talking about Arkansas and Oklahoma and the basketball side of things too. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, chalk it up and start talking about it too, because uh, I know that there's a lot of things to get into when it comes to basketball, but football has definitely been on the forefront of everyone's mind here when it comes to the transfer portal, who's staying, who's going. And uh, I know we've talked about some players that are leaving like Rocket Sanders, Chris Poupal, pretty significant names, but uh, I did want to give at least a little bit of a shout out because we haven't had a chance to talk about it since we last spoke, but you had two players that decided to post on social media that they are officially returning home, returning to Arkansas, if you would, instead of moving on. And those two players is Landon Jackson and Andrew Armstrong. Now we'll talk about both specific players and we'll start with Landon Jackson. I'll admit, I was shocked by this. I had no idea that Andrew or that Lance, uh, Landon Jackson was going to stay at Arkansas. I honestly felt like he was a player that was a shoe-in to be drafted into the NFL, which I think he still would be drafted into the NFL. And I thought because of that fact, because of the fact that he's been around as long as he has, he was looking to make that next step in his career. But to my pleasant surprise, he came out and said he's coming back. In fact, his social media which is where all this is done when it comes to uh, these players deciding what they're going to do. He simply put up a picture of him as Arkansas player there with his helmet and everything. He said, let's run it back. Red all 24 hashtag WPS. So he's an all sec defender. You think about it. He was all sec first team or all sec second team. He was a team captain this past year. He led the Razorbacks with sacks at six and a half sacks this year. He had 44 tackles, defended a pass, and he had a great year. I mean, an absolutely stellar year. And I still believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's the game against Alabama, Jalen Milrow. I think he's probably still seeing nightmares of what Landon Jackson was able to do in that game. But to see this post and to see him officially announce that he's coming back was such a sigh of relief and a welcomed surprise. But the question becomes, for everybody at this point, is like, why, though? <laughs> Like, why did he come back? Why would he come back? Why would he want to come back? Uh, you had an NFL guy, like a guy who's going to get drafted into the NFL. It made total sense, right? Surely that is just something that he wants to go and do and 
not even worry about the rest of the way. And I'd, I'd agree with you. It's like, it made sense. But I think it's just another product of showing you exactly what this portal NIL thing is truly all about. Now, again, I'm not saying this is in, I have some inside knowledge. I'm saying this is because I sometimes when you look on, look on the surface level and knowing the details and you just start to put two and two together, some of the stuff can make sense when it comes to NIL. And for this particular case for Landon Jackson, it would have to make sense that NIL played a role into this because first off, I like the fact that he just came out and said on social media, it wasn't this Izzy or is he not going, you know, what's going to happen? It was none of that stuff. It was simply, Hey, I'm coming back. And I'm kind of, I announced it early and I'm coming back. So I believe that because him having the possibility of getting drafted, maybe in the you know, fourth round or fifth round, which is probably where he may have ended up. He maybe looks at this as an opportunity to come back and to be able to be a possible first or second round pick. But also knowing that he said, it's looking at it as like, all right, well, they have this NIL deal for him. They feel like it's pivotal for him to come back and you know, having high quality defensive linemen is always crucial. So for Landon Jackson to be that guy, and to be able to agree to coming back for another year, it shows his character. It also shows that that captain status on his jersey means something, but also feels like he has unfinished business because I'm sure that he would not like to have the two seasons he spent at Arkansas going seven and six and four and eight. And I'd also like to think that maybe what he sees Arkansas building and the excitement surrounding it is the possibility of next year being a really special one, not only for the defense, not only for him as an individual, but also for the team itself. So it was really great to see that. Like, that was huge, huge, huge news. And the other one that actually happened just today was uh, dealing with the Razorback wide receiver and the former Texas A&M Commerce player, the, the player that transferred in, Andrew Armstrong. Now, he's 6'4", 200 pounds. He had 56 catches this past year, 764 yards, and five touchdowns uh, receiving. Led the Razorbacks pretty much in all categories. And he's going to be a redshirt super senior. So he's been in college a long time. But uh, there was no doubt that he wanted to be a part of it and, you know, wanted to be having a better year than what he did. And this is also kind of a fun thing, too, because he put out a graphic uh, that is set, similarly set up to a player that might be entering into the transfer portal, but flipped the switch on him a little bit. And what his, uh, his message said in his graphic said, uh, quote, first off, I want to thank God for the opportunity he has given to me to play the sport of football at the level that I do. I also want to thank my mom and dad for always pushing me to not only be the best player, but also to be the best person I can be. I want to thank the Arkansas Razorback coaching staff and fans for taking a chance on me and believing in me. This year wasn't what any of us expected. So I feel like it's only right for me to come back to Fayetteville and finish my college career here. WPS, Andrew Armstrong. So a really cool thing there. A really cool thing that I appreciated and I respect and I think it's uh, a little fun too to see that uh, happening to where he's deciding to return uh, to Arkansas so I, I mean again you there's some players that will be moving on and yeah you'd like to see him. like I would have loved to have seen Chris Paul come back uh, but he's really the only player that's entered in the portal where I'm like man that's a that's a big loss yes Rocket entering in could end up he could end up being successful somewhere else but I also feel like the running back position, there's going to be some quality guys in there that you can make work. And plus, I also trust Bobby Petrino. That's what it comes down to. So, uh, but yeah, I think like that's that's something to be excited about. And when you thought about guys that you were like, for sure you wanted back, like you wanted them back this year, you, you got to have them back. You know, Luke Haz was one of those guys. I really wanted back. He's coming back. Ty Washington, same thing. He's coming back. Um, 
we still are waiting on KJ, which we'll talk about here in a second. But also the defensive side of the ball. You know, I would have loved Chris Poupal back, but that's not the case. Uh, you know, Wayne and Jackson's a great one to get back. And Andrew Armstrong, I feel like is a great one to get back. The wide receivers, I know underachieved, but a lot of that was just the offensive problems. We'll see what a guy like Isaac Tesla ends up doing. Uh, and, you know, we'll see if he ends up coming back. But the point is that because of the lack of success this past season, there's very few and very select guys that I really, really, really wanted to have back. And I would say Landon Jackson was, again, the surprise because I thought he'd go to the NFL, but I am all in on him coming back. And then the other one, of course, would be uh, Andrew Armstrong, which not saying that, oh, he's a make or break player, but he's definitely a really good player that I'd love to have back. So Arkansas is doing pretty good so far. They got to get more guys out of the portal, but they are going hardcore into the portal and offering a bunch of guys. That's a big weekend for visits, too. They're going to be having some quarterbacks visit uh, this weekend, which will be interesting to see, which maybe lead to the uh, update on KJ Jefferson, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But it was just good to see those particular players come back and some good news uh, for the Razorback faithful overall. And we'll talk about KJ here in just a second. But first, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, you know, I was actually, I messed up on my graphics. It's supposed to be basketball, but we'll save that to the end. Uh, I, but it still is kind of relevant with the whole KJ Jefferson situation because I think that everybody has been asking about KJ Jefferson, when's the decision going to get made? What's the holdup? What's the problem? What's going on? Uh, what what are we what are we doing here? And I get it. Like I totally get it. I think that it is frustrating when it's somebody of such importance, like in this particular case, KJ Jefferson, to where it should not be a question or should not be something that ends up being taking forever. Like it should be something that's like, okay, if Arkansas wants KJ and they're going all in on KJ and they want him back next year, then they're obviously pushing that. And maybe KJ is still trying to make up his mind. Maybe he's trying to decide, okay, well, I got to see more or whatever. But if I'm Arkansas, I'm like, well, here's your deadline because we're going into the portal. We're getting some quarterbacks and some quarterbacks may not be so apt to join us or to think about joining us if they think that there's a possibility of you coming back. 
So here's your deadline. You need to let us know by then. And we're going to move forward either way. Like that is to me a very likely scenario of what's happening. And I would not be surprised whatsoever if this weekend we find out exactly what KJ Jefferson is going to end up doing just because of that fact. So from Arkansas's perspective, it's that. But then you think about other possible scenarios that it could be. Perhaps KJ is wanting to come back, is wanting to be the Razorback quarterback next year. But Arkansas, a new Petrino uh, coached offense and coordinator and everything, is not too sure. Not too sure that he's comfortable or feels like it's a good fit for KJ to be in that system. So what they may be doing is saying, all right, well, we're going to let you dangle there for a little KJ. We want to we want you to come back, but let us see what we got out of this portal. And then uh, we'll let you know as soon as we find out. And maybe it's after this weekend. And if they go through these visits, and maybe if they get a commitment or two, or maybe they do whatever, then we'll decide if we move on or if we're sticking with you. That could be a possibility. But then there's also the possibility that it's all just up in the air because I believe, and maybe this is the more likely scenario, I believe that Arkansas is looking to kind of move on from KJ. KJ is also kind of looking to move on too, but he is testing the waters where he doesn't officially go into the portal, but he's waiting to see where these other quarterbacks end up going that are in the portal and make his decision based on that. Uh, Maybe he doesn't want to go through the re-recruitment process. Maybe it's already something to where he's got some representation that's reaching out to other schools to gauge their interest without officially going into the portal because of the nonsense and the craziness that goes along with it. Maybe that's the case. But I guess I look at it as the report that came out about a week and a half ago, I believe it was from On3, that said that K.J. Jefferson was officially entering into the transfer portal and then he came out and said, I, I have not made my decision yet. I, look, I took that from the get-go as, okay, uh, I'm not saying that anyone's lying, but I just have a hard time believing that K.J. Jefferson and the report of him going into the portal just came from nowhere. You know what I'm saying? These guys, now, because again, if it was some blogger from wherever that no one's ever heard of there might be able to be a little bit of a substance to it. it's just possible it's just fake reporting fake news if you would but i believe that if you have somebody like what the guys at on three do and the astute writers and reporters for on three if they're coming out and saying it it's coming from somewhere legitimate it's coming from somewhere that makes sense as to why he could be entering into the portal or why they feel confident enough to even put that report out there that he's entering into the portal. Could have came from KJ. Could have came from KJ's family. Could have come from KJ's representation. Or it could have come from the University of Arkansas, maybe a coaching staff where they're like, yeah, yeah, we're telling him to hit the road. It could have come from there too. So it's just very odd. And I don't really like it. I just, and you know, we all get impatient at times because we all want to get the news right now, right now, and don't care about anything else. And I can be guilty of that too. But to me, it's not even about that. It's just, yeah, I'd like to know because it's better to know than not know. But to me, it's more about figuring it out so we can just move on. We can just move on. We can all, as a collective unit, just move on. Who cares what anybody else says or does or anything? Let's just keep, let's just move on. 
If it's KJ, great. All right, let's go in. If it's not, okay, great. Who's up? Who's it going to be? Let's go. Because this is the portal season, and you got to be able to make some decisions and some quick decisions, some big decisions. And so let's just get to the point where we can actually start doing that instead of worrying about anything else. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Razorback basketball team and looking ahead to this matchup against the Oklahoma Sooners here in just a second. But folks, I got to tell you about prize picks. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less, more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch the winnings roll in. Uh, you have so many different options to choose from when it comes to that especially when it comes to prize picks because you are able to do different sports too. So if it's something to where you want LeBron James and Travis Kelsey uh, coming in together as a combo projection where it's LeBron and Travis Kelsey have a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made, but also receptions, you can do that just about less or more. And another great thing about prize picks, it's really simple to play. You can make your picks extremely easy and you submit your entry in less than 60 seconds with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So you got to check them out today, folks. Check them out today and by going to prizepicks.com/slash locked on college. And you can use promo code locked on college for a deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/slash locked on college. Use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's Prize Picks, the daily fantasy sports made easy. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, a few things of note that uh, we'll get into. First off, before we go basketball, I just wanted to pass this along. Uh, obviously, it's funny to, and interesting to see uh, coaches' contracts. And Eric Mateos, who's the new offensive line coach for Arkansas, Gordon reports he signed a two-year deal that will pay him $700,000 a year and includes a non-compete clause with the rest of the SEC, and he will make the same salary as Cody Kennedy was making, uh, who left to, of course, take over the job over at Mississippi State. So he's also tying co-defensive coordinator Marcus Woodson as the highest-paid assistant on staff, who is not a coordinator, and new offense coordinator Bobby Petrino is set to make $1.5 million in a contract year that begins March 1st. And Travis Williams' contract calls for his annual pay to jump up from $1.1 million to $1.175 million on January 1st. This is all according to wholehogsports.com. So there you have it. Um, and I know that this is kind of a scary thing because, again, it's, I, I don't care about how much coaches make. I really don't. I just care about if you're good or not. Because uh, here's the thing. If Mateos comes in and does a great job, gets a bunch of big-time players out of the portal, nobody's going to care about the fact that he's the – highest paid non-coordinator coach role on on the campus like nobody's going to care it only comes into play is when you start sucking and so it is a lot of money though to be paying an offensive line coach that hasn't been here already and has already made him the second highest paid coordinator or the highest paid non-coordinator coach there on the football team but that also doesn't mean that there's not going to be other raises coming into play so let's remember that uh, you could be seeing the defensive staff and some of those guys getting raises to surpass them. So let's just wait till that plays out. But he's going to be getting $700,000 a year. But also, Arkansas and Oklahoma are going to be facing off against each other on Saturday in Tulsa. I'm going to actually be up there for that game. Uh, look forward to seeing how all that plays out. 
but uh, Oklahoma's actually really good. You know, the past few years, they've not had much success. But this year, they're undefeated, and they're number 19 in the country. So uh, they're a good team offensively, but it's really their defense that has been very impressive overall. And this is going to be a tough test for Arkansas. You know, the Trevin Brazil situation, we don't know the severity of his ankle sprain, and we don't know if he's going to play or not. But if he does, assuming that he doesn't play, which I'd be surprised if he played, assuming he doesn't play, then that's going to be uh, interesting to see who steps up into that role. I know Chandler Austin has had some really good plays. Uh, we've seen, you know, Makai Mitchell have his moments too. But can you get somebody like a Jalen Graham to finally get involved, especially offensively? You know, is he somebody that can get a little bit of flow going? Um, you know, and if so, how is that going to look? You know, I'd like to see uh, how, how that type of thing plays out. But uh, either way, you're still going to have Tremont Mark back, which is huge. You're going to have the rest of the team back, which is going to be big. And uh, hopefully the offense can continue to ride a little bit of their momentum that they've had the past few games against Duke and also against Furman. So uh, here's the thing about Oklahoma. They're number 38th in the country in offensive efficiency. But here's the deal. They, they score 91.2 points against mid-major teams. But they, all, they drop all the way down to 74 points whenever they go up against power conference opponents. So it's a pretty big drop in significance there when it comes to uh, depending on who they play. But uh, they're not like they're really good at shooting the free throw. Their percentage is number 12th in the country. But what's funny is that they are 252nd in their free throw rate as far as getting to the line itself. So they're, it doesn't seem that they're a very aggressive team overall, well, at least according to the numbers. Uh, they're a, a solid three-point shooting team. In fact, Arkansas is just slightly above them. They shoot 34.9% from three. Arkansas is 35.1. Uh, but they definitely get a lot of points in the paint, and they do a good job of it because they – uh, are shooting 60.6% from the two-point percentage range, and that is eighth in the country. So uh, they do a really good job with that. But, again, their defense is what's really good. Arkansas's offense and Oklahoma's offense are pretty close. I will say that Oklahoma's also really good at offensive rebounding, which doesn't bode well for Arkansas. But it's the defense that's really a big difference maker. Arkansas's defense has not been great. It's not been bad, but it's not been great this year. And Oklahoma's defense has actually been pretty solid. Oklahoma's 13th in defensive efficiency compared to Arkansas's 54th in the country. Um, but uh, the effective field goal percentage, number 10 for Oklahoma, only giving up 42% from the field on average. So that's pretty big. And so uh, they're pretty good numbers there. Their three-point defense is also 15th in the country. So they're only giving up 26% from three when Arkansas's 249th three-point percentage. And also the turnover percentage that they cause, Arkansas's uh, 274th. There were Oklahoma 79. So the numbers are pretty interesting. The one thing Arkansas does have going for it, and it's pretty significant, is their blocks. Arkansas is fifth in the nation at blocks percent, a block percentage of shots. So that's really good. And maybe that'll play a factor into it. But uh, it should be interesting to see how it plays out. It'll be a big win for Arkansas. You know, they continue to need to work on that net ranking, continuing to need to get guys that are, um, you know, not only playing really well, but playing a little bit more consistently. But it should be a great matchup nonetheless. I expect a close one. Uh, and we'll see what Brazil plays, but if he doesn't, that'll probably play a little bit of a mix into this, but should overall be a really good weekend and hopefully a good game for Arkansas, but appreciate everybody listening into the locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google play. You can also get after me on Twitter, buzz John neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next week. Have a great rest of your weekend, folks. We'll see you then.